Um, I just want to mention that the comment on this Animorph of Tony Soprano into Gabagool, uh, the comment says, not that big of a change if you think about it. Oh. <laughs> well, because he eats so much Gabagool that... He likes, he likes the Gabagool. Just leave him alone. <laughs> okay. Leave him alone. <laughs> the series ran from 1927 to 2005. This is not Animorphs, by the way. This is, this is Hardy Boys. <laughs> that be old-ass Animorphs. Damn. Comprises uh, this series comprises of 190 volumes. Woo! Animorphs is 190. Uh, no, this is the Hardy Hard, Boys. This is Hardy Sorry. Boys. Although some consider <laughs> only Animorph the on first. The this is ridiculous. Only only some consider the first 58 volumes of this series to be part of the Hardy Boys canon. There's no oh fucking Hardy Boy. Come on, there Hardy Boys canon? canon. Everything has canon. Welcome to Day One Pass Podcast, episode 409. John Travolta free. Unfortunately. Sorry, all John Travolta fans. Yeah, that's right. You won't find him here. He was supposed to be on the episode and he canceled last minute. Classic John. I just want to say Saturday Night Fever is okay. Thank you very much. Wait, that's just okay? What's going <laughs> yeah, on here? Direct, direct your hate tweets to Matt Lawrence. I don't know anything about it. It's actually at M Porter Bridges on Twitter. Oh, no, I, I still don't know him. Like I, st- I still don't know anything about Saturday Night Fever. So we'd be like, right, people we'll be yelling it. at me about character character names and be like, this was an like an amazing <laughs> scene. I'll be like, who the hell is like Bill or whomever? We'll watch it when I don't have COVID. How about that? I don't know if I want to watch Saturday Night Fever. <laughs> yeah, you probably wouldn't like it. Correct. I <laughs> just correct. Yeah. All right, let's hop into our stories for the week. Uh, obviously, the big thing is the new Super Mario Bros. movie trailer teaser was uh, released. I imagine, uh, Tim, you've watched this. You hear that? That's what a that's what a proper Mario voiceover oh. sounds like. No, I'm, oh. just I'm just being a dick. And Matt, you've seen this, right? Uh, yes, although I've already mostly forgotten it. I mean, it's, it's very short. It's a teaser. I, I hate when they call it a trailer when it's a teaser. Mm. You know, trailers give you more of the plot. Teasers are just kind of like, Here's a vibe we're going here's, for, or whatever. Here's a here's a title card. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Here's a title card uh, and a flat butt. But we did get <laughs> some scenes. We heard some voices. Um, we saw some characters. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. All what'd true guys, statements. What do you guys think, Tim? What do you think? Uh, overall, I, I think it looks fine. Like I'm, I'm excited for Charlie Day's Luigi. I think mm. is gonna be. Uh, we didn't just get a to taste see much at the end there. Very, very, just a little stuff. Just a little, little whiff, little whiff yeah. of Charlie Day Luigi, but uh, it sounds it sounded good. The efforts, you know, sounded mm-hmm. Luigi esque, <laughs> and I just think like because I mean Charlie Day is is a well known actor. Like he he has a very particular uh, like vibe. Voice. Like he's typecast, right? Oh yeah, yeah. So like he's gonna be like his character in It's Always Sunny. Like he's little, he's gonna have goofy. that like that Mac goofiness, right? And I've never mm-hmm. even seen It's Always Sunny, but I know the character, right? Like, it's pretty iconic. So he's going to be goofy. I think it's a good fit for Luigi. But man, uh, I was not expecting Jack Black's Bowser to be as good as it is. <laughs> pretty good, right? I, yeah. I really think it's quite good. <laughs> and I, I forget, right? That, like, Jack Black is has is a voice actor with, with some experience under his belt. Kung Fu Panda? Kung Fu Panda. But he's uh, also... The video game? Is <laughs> in the video game? Uh, yeah, what's it? Uh, Brutal Legend. That's it. But he's uh, 
like he's a musician like he's a he's a trained oh he's a good singer yeah voice <laughs> he's a really good singer actually. uh you know he, he's got a very good a very good trained voice so of course you know it makes sense that his voice acting prowess would uh would would make itself apparent with something like voice acting right and but, he has the uh, power behind it, that voice too he does he has very good control he's got lots of ability to emphasize and uh add intensity and i think bowser is a character that has not traditionally had a lot of intensity to it so mm-hmm. i'm very interested to see what he's uh gonna make of of the role but like honestly like the the, the big the hot button issue is that chris pratt doesn't really sound like i guess what people were hoping he would sound like clearly what, what were people hoping for i mean they were hoping for charles Martinet. But, of you course. know, the argument of what I'm seeing a lot online is that uh, if you hear Charles Martinet's Mario voice for an extended period of time, Weird. it's it's grating. Yeah. A- and you might think, oh, that, that where mm-hmm. that, that doesn't even exist. Like he says the same little catchphrases over and over in, in the games. But that's fine. But like he doesn't ever talk in long sentences. And Nintendo no. has done a couple of productions where they had Charles Martinet pretend to be Mario and talk in that voice for a long period of time. Like there was a, there was a promo video for the three DS when it first came out, um, where Charles Martinet in Mario's voice described in not insignificant detail, the features Mm -hmm. of the three DS. It's like a five and a half minute video of him just talking as Mario the whole time. And by the time you get to the end of it, you're like, okay, yeah, like this is kind of a lot. Um, but then there's also a, uh, there was like a, a, a fake like interview that they did with Mario kind of thing, almost like it was like a press release. So it's like this animated Mario in front of all these microphones and they're like talking with an interviewer mm-hmm. and that's not so bad because he's like having a conversation, right? He's not just reading a bunch of copy about all the features of a thing in significant detail and just nonstop talking, which at the same time. That's not what the dialogue in the movie is going to be like. Like, when was the last time you watched a movie where the main character was the only one talking for 90 minutes? Yeah. Like, it doesn't happen. So, I think that's a lot of what people are saying. Like, that's the justification for why, like, Chris Pratt is not going to be so bad. is because his voice isn't grating to listen to for a long period of time. It just kind of sounds like him very slightly doing, like, a New York accent. Mm -hmm. Which is, you know in the 1990 movie with Bob Hoskins and John Leguizamo, <laughs> they've already done, you know, Brooklyn. Hey, I'm Mario. I'm Mario. Mario. This is my brother, Luigi Mario. You know, like they've done yeah. that. And, yeah. uh, it was, it was fine. Like Bob Hoskins was a, was a fair enough Mario. That was a fucking trip of a movie. Anyway, that elevator scene, I will never with the forget go- it. <laughs> with the Goombas are all swaying. <laughs> that's the weirdest. That's like one of the weirdest movies I've ever seen. Like, it is bad, sure, but it's also just weird. Animated was definitely the way to go for a Mario movie, I think. Oh, yeah. Like, I guess there were some people when this announcement came out that thought it was going to be live action Chris Pratt as Mario. Oh, my Lord. And at least we don't have to deal with live action. (laughs) Yeah. Live action. Uh, That because that would be something. But uh, yeah, it's I mean, it, it is it is what it is. It's not the worst. It's not the best. Uh, I really I think do we need think to hear that, more too. Yeah, of course, of course, we need to see more. I'll be interested to see Anya Taylor Joy as Peach. I think that'll be interesting. Oh, yeah, because yeah. Peach has a very like iconic voice as well. Like people give Chris Pratt a hard time about you know matching Charles Martinet's energy for Mario, 
but like Peach is also very giddy a lot of the time. And I haven't seen a lot of uh, Anya Taylor-Joy's roles, but they're typically not like flighty and bubbly. Right. And Peach is. So that'll be an interesting showcase of her range as a as a voice actor. Um, but yeah, from what we've seen, like everyone else seems to have done a pretty convincing, satisfactory job, I guess, for voicing. Bowser was good. Kamek was good. Even fucking like uh, Keegan Michael Key as Toad was holy crap. That was better that than was I thought. A funny little bit. Yeah. <laughs> so I also highly enjoyed the Penguin King guy. I'm not sure if he has a name. I'm sorry. Oh man. So people were um were talking about those penguins a lot uh, because apparently there's also the like the French trailer also released and I guess there's like an Italian <laughs> one too and everybody mm. was going nuts well not everybody but there was a, a group of people on Twitter that were going nuts for the French voice actor for the Penguin King. Man, I don't know who's Penguin King, Penguin King guy is, but he's about to make, he about to make me act, act up right now. Oh my god! But uh, yeah, it's funny. I just thought it was great, great line delivery on like the that is but a taste of our fury or something like that. Yeah, do was, you was really yield? Good. Yeah, oh yeah, I really no, enjoyed that. That was honestly, I think my favorite line that they did with, with Jack Black <laughs> was when he just goes, <laughs> "I do not." Yeah, <laughs> that was really good. But well, um, Matt, what, what what are your overall thoughts? Uh, I mean, I thought it was more true to the games and stuff than that original one that we were just talking about. That's for sure. I, I don't really know what I expected. Uh, I hadn't followed really anything to do with this other than hearing about Chris Pratt. So I <laughs> didn't know whether it was going to be live action or animated. I just kind of went in and watched it. But it's uh, I think it's OK. I, I don't know if I care enough to watch it myself. Uh, like I'll, I probably end up probably will just because it's got so much hype around it. But um, I only watched that other one because it was really weird. <laughs> but I haven't really played any many Mario games in my life, so I don't have that big of a connection to it. But uh, I think they're I think they're doing for what we've seen out of a teaser slash trailer. I think they've done a fine enough job at capturing what we perceive as Mario in the in the games moved over to a movie. I, I would think anyway, from my limited exposure to Mario anyway. Uh, I do have more of the cast here, too. So Obviously, Chris Pratt is Mario. Andy Taylor-Joy is Peach. Charlie Day is Luigi. Jack Black is Bowser. Kiki Michael Key is Toad. Seth Rogen is Donkey Kong. Fred yeah. Armisen is Cranky Kong. Kevin Michael Richardson, who I'm not sure who that is, is Kamek? Yeah, he was he was in the trailer. Um, he That was one that I looked up is that like when, that, when that name list was first dropped. I forget what he was in. He was more TV roles, I think. Oh, uh, looks like he might have replaced Dr. Hibbard on The Simpsons. Uh, that's kind of all I'm seeing here. Yeah, it looks like yeah. he did a lot of animation, actually. Panthro and Thundercats, Martian Manhunter on Young Justice, and Bulkhead, one of the Autobots in Transformers Prime. So just like a tried and true um, voice actor? Yeah, Uncle Grandpa, Gravity Falls. He's done a lot of uh, really successful kids shows, actually. Uh, Sebastian Maniscalco as Spike. Who we didn't get to see. Um, it's weird that a, a, a normal enemy in the Mario universe is being voiced specifically. Like, is give, being given a credit as a character. Mm-hmm. 
Um, but yeah. And then uh, Martinet will be a um, cameo. Cameo. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and additional Mario. Well, see, here's the thing. So in the trailer, <laughs> Mario like comes out of what appears to be a portal and then bounces all around on the mushrooms, lands multiverse, get, gets up all groggy. And he's like, oh, like, where am I? Or what is this place? And it's I'm like, Chris Pratt, are they really doing an isekai story with Mario again? Because that's the same thing that happened in the movie from 1989 or 1990, oh. <laughs> where it's, oh, I'm a plumber in New York. Wait, what's this portal? I'm getting sucked into by Princess Daisy. What? You know, and uh why so can't he just like, exist in that world? Yeah, right? like because it's like, why is Mario in the Mushroom Kingdom and he doesn't know where he is? But then Toad mm. does know who Mario is. Like, it's a very confusing trailer to release from the perspective of like, you're, you're, there's a lot of implications here that are very strange. Mm-hmm. Does Toad know who he is? He says, come on, Mario. So uh, I think that's. Get, I think that might have been after an introduction. They might have cut some. I mean, that's fair. Sure. Out. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it's a. Uh, and it's an interesting proposition. I, I mean, it looks amazing. Like the animation uh, yeah. looks very, very good. Um, I really enjoy the character designs. Mario has kind of weird, like toddler proportions, which is kind of <laughs> weird when like every other character <laughs> seems true to their kind of game proportions. Um, and then Mario just has like a really big head for some reason. But uh, overall, I think that there's a lot to be pleased with. I thought it was in, a very uh, good first showing. Yeah, I would agree. Now comes the hard part. When the movie actually releases. <laughs> it's a while away. Yeah. When when is it coming? All right. Um, April seventh, twenty twenty three. So okay. it's about uh, five months away, six months away still. That's not too bad. Probably. Yeah, I mean, they stated that they are in sort of the beginning of post production. I think, like mm. they've they've done most of the visuals, and now they're they they need to work on lighting. They need to work on musical composition. They. Uh, they need to like finish up with recording voice lines. So all that audio and more detailed nitty gritty video stuff. So it's going to, it's still going to take some time, but so you're saying that like Mario's ass is in progress. It is an, it is an ass in progress. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised. Honestly, <laughs> if, if they well take, I, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if they take feedback from the general fan consensus and uh, make tweaks here and there. Happened for Sonic and uh, for the better because that other thing wasn't Sonic. I'm still of the opinion that they released that as a meme to get lots of eyes (laughs) on the film with the full intention of of releasing Sonic in a more uh, traditional look and uh, gain fan favor by air quotes listening to the fans. I never, I never thought of it that way. But after you mentioned it before, I, I wouldn't be surprised. Honestly. That's my, that's my, that's my, that's my big Sonic conspiracy. <laughs> big Sonic. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. <clears throat> All right, let's move on to our next story here. 
CD Projekt Red, uh, Tim, you're currently playing Cyberpunk. Right now, as we speak. Uh, they're going to be putting... Oh, wow. Geez. No, it's a lie. They're going to be putting hundreds of developers on Cyberpunk or Orion. This is from GameSpot. Uh, CD Projekt Red appears to be ramping up its development capabilities in a big way as it prepares for Cyberpunk's uh, 2077 sequel, codenamed Orion, as it looks to create a new studio and put hundreds of staff on the project. Speaking during an investor's call after announcing Orion alongside several Witcher games, CD Projekt Red CFO name goes here. Uh, said he expects 350 to 500 developers will be necessary to create the game. It's also creating a brand new, primarily Boston-based studio for Orion, which will combine with its current Vancouver office uh, and be known as CG Project Red North America. Um, how much of this do you think is just them having a bunch of games on the go or them thinking they need more <laughs> staff to actually produce the games, like the big games they're making? Because of oh, the man, it was amazing. I saw someone on Twitter complaining that they were communicating too much. It was the stupidest take I think I've ever seen on Twitter. And that's saying a lot. I don't know if you can. <laughs> I mean, you don't yeah. have to read everything they tweet out. Like, I mean, yeah. geez. They're saying like, oh, you're showing too much. Like this, this could have been kept secret or whatever for longer. And it's like, okay, but what were they referring to? They didn't want to the, the whole thing, like the, the sheer quantity of announcements that there was like a cyberpunk sequel that there were the witcher that confirmed like witcher things that are going on the new ip that they're working mm-hmm. on it's like this is but too it, much it, it sounds like this was during an investor's call though they're talking to the people who own them and telling yeah. them what's on you know what's on the slate here it's yeah, not like that, they made a public announcement but that person thinks that it was a public announcement well i mean i oh, guess geez. it technically was in the sense that the cyberpunk Twitter, or not sorry, but the CD Projekt Red Twitter account was tweeting out all these like photos of saying, here's what's in the works. Here, here, Oh, here, they here. were, eh? Okay. Yeah. I I don't care. I'm I'm excited for it all. Yeah, I don't see why you wouldn't uh be like, oh neat. Anyway, you know, like yeah. it's not it's not like it really means that much. Um in the grand scheme of things. Because this is years and years and years down the line. Like this is Oh yeah. I was going to say, is this is this a little too early? Like, should they have played this a little closer to the vest just in the just with the idea that the last cyberpunk was delayed and delayed and delayed? And obviously we didn't get a release date here. But if you're just at the code name phase, what's the benefit? I guess that's what this other person's saying, apparently. Yeah, I guess unless they're capitalizing on the newfound love of cyberpunk, you know, Hmm. I suppose that's Letting true. Those people know that you know there's more on the way. But if it's years away, I guess like the question because we 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 were asking the question on this show before where uh, Elder Scrolls Six was announced, God knows how many years ago, and it was sort of oh, like, yeah. <laughs> yay, we got this title card, but does that matter? No, and that that's what I mean. <laughs> so it's like. I wonder how much this matters. Like I get it. If you're on an investor call and you're just like, Hey, there's some Witcher games and Hey, there's cyberpunk Orion and stuff like this, but it's sort of like, Hey, we're working on this. <laughs> it's sort of, it's sort of like, what is the, I guess my question is what is the benefit of doing this when it's years out anyway? Right. I don't know. Um, I think like you say, right, I think it's just that they're capitalizing on the current popularity of cyberpunk and just being like, yeah. well, you need to curry favor with the fans while they're 
we're in happy. their good books kind of thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just be like, by the way, we're doing a shit ton with The Witcher and Cyberpunk and new IP and just like, all right, they're doing stuff. I mean, it's kind of the same as, as Ubisoft, right? Making like four major Assassin's Creed announcements. Oh my God. That, that was, was, that was an a onslaught. Who <laughs> we have one more thing and we have another thing. Okay. One more thing before we go. And they're all Assassin's Creed things. You could yeah. say they're being too transparent. Here we go again. The, the two transparents, dumb. I'm just curious as to why you would announce. Like, I'm not going to complain at the, that level, but I'm just wondering, like, why you would announce something. It, it, it'd be like it's it, it'd be the exact same thing as saying Rockstar announces GTA 10 is coming in the next 40 years. It's like, oh, yay. Well, yes and no, because they are actively working on these projects. I guess that's true, but. Well, how do you guys feel about this? Apple never talks about anything that has not been announced yet. They will deny a new iPhone is even in the works, even though we all know one's coming next year. Well, they don't deny that it's in the works. They just say, we're not ready to talk about that right now. Well, they don't even, they don't even say that. They just say, we don't talk about unannounced products. Oh, rumors of speculation or something. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And, they, and they, are, they, are, they are hardliners on that at Apple. They don't talk about anything. I mean, that that makes sense because if, if they show a crack, they're going to get even more messages from journalists being like, hey, you got like the scoop? Like, is it USB-C I mean, yeah. this year? They get you that know? anyway, though. So yeah. it doesn't really matter. You can't get more than the maximum amount of being heckled. You know, I I, uh, I listen to the investor calls um, for Apple and they're 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 announcing their, their earnings. Right. How much money they made and, and how many of the products they sold and stuff. People undoubtedly always ask them about upcoming products that haven't been announced always is it just like an open floor of questions to anybody <clears throat> uh i think yeah there's there's probably like a number like a press number where they can call in and they might just choose from like a random list or something i don't know okay and then they call on them and then and then they connect the line and then they talk and give their questions um how much and so Orion is the is the code name. Is this gonna be Cyberpunk twenty eighty or something like that? Do you think they're gonna stick with the number the the date? Yeah, they could just do like a a year numbered sequel kind of thing. Mm-hmm. I could see that. And I haven't finished the game yet, so I don't know what potential there is for like a story follow up, but I have an issue too with sci fi's always being set too early. Oh, you think it should be like 2187? Well, 77, yeah. 77 is only like, what? 50 years uh, away? Yeah. 55 years. I don't think we're going to be in that state where we're, we have all these body modifications by then. <laughs> uh, it depends Some? on whether they get it running, right? Because if you think about it, once they got the internet everywhere, very quickly we had we went from flip phones to... For, to smartphones and then then smartphones are starting to take over wallets and smartphones are interacting with cars and homes and so once once somebody breaks down like the barrier in this case the internet barrier and it goes everywhere and there's phones that can accept it it explodes so once somebody figures out how to interact or uh, the interactivity between like biological human and electronics reliably and easily I mean, Once that's done, everyone can just take that invention and make their own stuff. Actually, you want to hear a good prediction I just learned about? <clears throat> so uh, when like the steam engine was invented, right? And you got like trains and, and steamships and and then later on cars, like the combust- combustion engine was invented, right? 
massive slew of of um of uh transportation advancements right right someone, someone found an article of a guy saying it's unlikely that the 20th century will see in this will see the same amount of advancement in transportation as the 19th century and then like three years later the wright brothers flew their plane <laughs> <laughs> damn so yeah i mean like wrong that's always going to be the way though right people are always going to yeah. say oh there's there's no way and then Mm-hmm. Technology is always going to advance. If there's one thing is going to change, it's technology always. Yeah, yeah. But well, I'm skeptical. We'll be at the point where you have these massive body modifications that we see in Cyberpunk in 50 yeah. years. I'm I, skeptical I, of that I, amount. I Maybe we'll have like chips in us and stuff, but not whole like jaw replacements and stuff like that. I mean, people kind of already have the, um, you know, like the their their credit card chip in their oh, palm yeah. kind of thing. Yeah, right? like, that's already a thing. How sci-fi is life, or like how sci-fi is it in comparison to like when our grandparents were born to now? Like oh, how much, how much stuff did our grandparents crazy, see? You know what I mean? Like how many, yeah. so much stuff that our grandparents see? What are we gonna see? Like if you plucked them from like when they were like I don't know eighteen, and then brought them to now, yeah, it'd probably be nuts. But here's a here here's like an interesting little take as well. Is think about when we were younger, internet wasn't really kicking around. Now the internet goes out and it's like a huge damper. It's like, well, I can't watch anything, can't message, I can't like do this, I can't do that. It's like a problem. That's a major human technological advancement, though. Like there's a difference between saying like, oh, yeah, like we have, you know, portable phones now versus the world pre-internet and the world post-internet. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying is how sci-fi are we going to get by the time we're old? Like we saw analog, like we were watching Mm -hmm. primarily VHS. We saw the rise of digital. Then the rise of what do they call it? A type one communication method. And then now we're going to see like, what, what are we going to see? Yeah. It'd be interesting to see if there will be another like major technological innovation, like the smartphone, the internet, the metaverse and now, right. The metaverse, maybe, I don't think that that's necessarily going to take off as much as people think it is. Did you guys see that at employees at Facebook are being, are being forced by management to use horizons more? Uh, they're being told to use it and quote fall in love with it you can't fall in (laughs) love with it if you aren't using it so they're being told at least once a week one day a week to spend a good amount of time on it I don't think Apple had to force people to use the iPhone it helps when you're fulfilling a a new market need that people didn't realize they had right well, we, they, we just they changed their name to to fit it my god they went all in and then no one's like I don't no one wants this yeah, <laughs> yeah. This we had this discussion when COVID began, though, is that we couldn't hang out in person, but we were all hanging out in Fallout. Those are great. Those are good times, actually, man. Do you know what I mean? So it's yeah. like that. Very much was a type of metaverse. Like maybe, maybe Facebook is going at it in the wrong way, but the the fact the fact of the matter remains that a bunch of our lives are online. Well, I think they try to. I don't know how to put it. They tried to make a place where you hang out and say, please go hang out here mm-hmm. rather than making an enticing place that would draw people in to hang out there. Please yeah, clap. I agree. Um, so I, I, like, I don't even, I don't even know what the metaverse looks like on, on Facebook. You've been in it, Matt, right? Yeah, I've been in there. Is it, is it, <laughs> have, do you go back regularly? No. I've been oh, in there. I guess, 
I guess you like might twice. though if your friends were on it, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's it's very much like it's very much like a VR version of PlayStation Home. I was gonna yeah. say that actually fucking kicked ass too. I didn't even have a PS3 at the time, but like anytime I went to a friend's place and they were using like the PS Home, it was awesome. Just going on and playing, playing, playing some like bowling with random people, just having good chats and stuff. It was definitely interesting. I I I didn't um, I did enjoy it, and I uh, I may have purchased some things on it. <clears throat> I remember you bought some tickets to go on to a digital carnival. I remember that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> bought a lightsaber. It's a lightsaber. It's interesting. It's very interesting. Yeah, we'll see. All right. Final story for the week. Uh, Blizzard owns up to Overwatch 2's rocky start and drops the phone registration requirement uh, for many some games as well. Uh, Blizzard has apologized for the launch issues, uh, saying it failed to meet the expectations of players and Blizzard itself. The studio also announced that it is removing the phone registration requirement for many and provided an update on what's being done to mitigate server issues to help players get into matches. In a blog post, Blizzard said millions of people are already playing Overwatch 2, minus Ryan Johnson, Ooh. which signals a strong start to uh, for the free-to-play game. However, the launch was not met, or, or, met your or our expectations. First, we want to apologize to our players. We expected the launch of Overwatch 2 to go smoothly. We hold ourselves to higher standard, and uh, we are working too hard to resolve the issues you're experiencing. Uh, we've made the decision to remove phone number requirements for a majority of existing Overwatch players. Any Overwatch player with a connected Battle.net account, which includes all players who have played since June 9th, 2021, will not have to provide a phone number to play. Um, and accounts not connected to Battle.net are, and new accounts must still provide a phone number. And uh, I guess that will go into effect Friday, October 7th. But uh, this was a pretty crazy launch. I'm not sure how much you followed of this, Tim. Not uh, super closely. I, I was not able to play for the first three days. Yeah, now, I had somebody um, in my chat say that today was the first time that they were able to play. And they were mm-hmm. in the queue since yesterday morning. Wow. They, they actually stayed in the Holy queue. Holy Christ. Yeah. yeah. Mine would error out after I got down to, like, number one. Oh. So it would start at like 500 and it would take literally 20 minutes to get down to number one and then error out every single time. Mm-hmm. Now, I think that was an issue with people who had their console and PC accounts merged. Hmm. So that was a bug or is that still a server problem? No, it's a feature. <laughs> I Jesus. think it was a server issue because they did some server maintenance and, and, and some updates to their servers. And I've been able to play regularly just fine since then. Okay. So things seem to have smoothed out, at least for me. Um, but yeah, this is pretty crazy. And the phone number thing, that had some issues with the prepaid plans. A lot of people mm-hmm. had, you know, prepaid, uh, prepaid uh, their phone plans. And for some reason, that was not able to be uh, used. Um, but I guess the, the, uh, the point of the phone number was to, you know, stop um, people who had their accounts banned from just booting up another account. You know, you can make an infinite amount of email addresses for free mm-hmm. and just start a new account and get on again. Um, so they're trying to mitigate that, but it obviously caused a huge amount of issues. Uh, it made some people feel, um, what do you call it? Um, like that like, they were assuming a classist uh, uh, position? Made them feel like they were just like, yeah, second tier citizens or something. Yeah. Just because they have a, a prepaid plan. So that, that wasn't good. Um, so... I'm a little disappointed because I do like the idea of having um, accountability on, you know, accounts 
But if it was causing people a bunch of frustration and stuff, you know, I understand them getting rid of it. A lot of people were speculating too that like it's a it's a good way for Blizzard to farm and then sell your information because if they, have they definitely could do that phone yeah. numbers. Which I mean, at this point, there probably isn't a company out there that's as much of a walking <laughs> L as Blizzard right now. <laughs> like There's I remember no being a kid playing Warcraft three back in the day and being like, man. I should get into game dev and I could work at Blizzard and I can make Warcraft. It'd be so cool. Like I really looked up to Blizzard back in the day and it's just every month that goes by, it just loses favor and loses favor and loses mm. favor. It's like they're trying to speed run bad public image. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's that's pretty, pretty sad. Uh, it's, I was say, it's pretty sad. It's, the prepaid phone thing was weird. I remember seeing a Reddit thread saying that phones had to be on contract of some sort. And I was curious as to whether this is all speculation and guessing, but I was curious as to whether uh, the, they couldn't confirm that in Canada because I'm not on prepaid, but I'm not on contract. Our, car- our carrier doesn't specifically have a contract. Now, maybe there's some sort of contract in place that I can break any time and it's in the back end that I, they never tell me about. Maybe that's what's going on. But I was curious, like if if they were tr- if they were tracking whether or not someone had a phone contract, how were contractless carriers in Canada getting around that? Yeah, because I had no no problem uh, playing the game. I I played with Marty really late one night, and so obviously there's less people going into the queue, and I did get to play it uh, after maybe a ten or fifteen minute wait. I downloaded the PS4 version, playing on my PS5. I don't know whether that makes any sort of difference, but pretty. Uh, Pretty bizarre. It. What's sad about this is that Overwatch 2 has been like in the works for so long. It's been rumored, talked about. PVE has been talked about. The continuation of Overwatch 1 had been talked about and like how it was supposed to be able to be. You, if you had Overwatch 1, you could easily play Overwatch 2. Then the free-to-play whole movement got changed. Or rather, it changed over to the free-to-play thing where it was like, okay, we're going to kill Overwatch 1. We're going to change it to Overwatch 2. Overwatch 2 is now free to play. We're going to have a battle pass and we're delaying or releasing the PVE later. And then I think it was Marty that told me that the he explained it to me, but I don't remember off the top right now, but that the PVE is somehow being worked into the battle pass or the monetization system. Um, I don't know whether he got that from a confirmed source or a rumored source, but mm-hmm. it's sort of like, this game had so much going for it and everyone kept talking about it and it changed its, its direction, you know, once or twice, at least once majorly with the whole free to play movement. And then it, it just to, to have this thing come crumbling down and be in such a state is really bad. Like it's, it's pretty, it's pretty sad. You know, having crappy servers day one is obviously something that happens sometimes, but this has just been a total mess. I would also say, and I'm not the biggest Overwatch fan, to be totally clear, but I would honestly say that Overwatch 2 is worse uh, in its progression specifically. I think the game is fine. The game handles fine, but it's really just an update to Overwatch 1. It it feels like and they just it's just like, here's a battle pass now. And it's like, okay, like, I'm not going to do that. Thanks. And (laughs) and that's it. Well, I think the first game didn't really have a reason to keep playing it other than people enjoyed the game. You know, so adding the battle pass system, you know, I know people are getting kind of fatigued of them, 
but it does give you more of a of reason to just kind of uh, play a few matches, you know. Well, I I heard too that Marty had mentioned to me that uh, the battle pass does not give you enough currency in order to purchase the next battle pass. <laughs> That's what I've heard. Yeah, and all the other battle passes that I've ever participated in has always given you enough to participate in the next battle pass, or they've been free in the case of Fallout seventy six. But I've That's never pretty seen crazy, actually. Yeah, the never follow one's a, free. <laughs> well, the follow one's free, but it's also kind of grindy. But you know, it feels not as bad because because you're you got it for free. Mm-hmm. I will say that you guys have played Diablo Immortal, and you guys have described to me. I have not done this myself. But you guys have described to me how grindy the Diablo Immortal battle pass oh, is. Boy, oh boy! And I barely if, made it. You barely made it, and you've done it a few times. I think, Tim, you did it once. I barely made it once with two hours to spare, and I will Jeez. never do it again. And the thing is, that's sad about this, is that if Blizzard is doing... If if Blizzard's doing an, an equally as grindy thing in Overwatch 2, and if you do not get as much currency, or do, do, do not get enough currency to buy the next season, it's like Blizzard is having all these problems already, and then they're just double-dipping all the time. It's like... Uh, in the Diablo Immortal, what do you get? One skin, and it's only at the last tier. Yeah. And in Overwatch Two, if our if the assumptions I just said are correct, and it is grindy, <laughs> and you don't get enough currency, what kind of bullshit is that? It's like they're they're there just to, like they're there just to make money, which I understand. But it's a free to play game. But this is what I was about to say is that in in Fortnite's case, it's a free to play game. Epic just wants their money. Epic tells you how long that battle pass uh, takes, or at least they used to. I'm pretty sure it still does. And it does tell you for sure when that battle pass ends. This is before you purchase it. The battle pass is really not that grindy. We leave that game for days on end, sometimes a full week or two, and we easily make it into the bonus rewards even. So like that isn't even a problem in, in Fortnite. And you get enough currency to buy the next season with some savings, if you will, on the on the top of that. You're getting a bunch of skins. You're getting a bunch of stuff. Like Epic just wants their money, and it's and it's not about being in the game for you know 700 hours or anything crazy. But Blizzard is like only play our game, and always pay us. <laughs> like that's kind of what it feels like. Us. What's that? Never not be paying us. Yeah, never not be paying us. Always like pay, make sure you pay for your battle pass because you can't earn enough. And make sure you only play our game, so we're going to make it grindy. Could, could, is it even feasible for the average gamer, let's say, in terms of free time, to be able to play and beat the Diablo Immortal Battle Pass and the Overwatch 2 Battle Pass? Oh, God. God, no. I don't think so. Isn't that, that crazy, that, though? Isn't that crazy? I feel like they justified the Diablo one. That they haven't actually said this, but I feel like their justification is it's a mobile game. You can play it anywhere. You know? You can be out and about and, and getting, your, uh, getting your Battle Pass going. I think Blizzard's got it wrong, man. I think I think Epic, like I know, I, I know I'm a fan of Fortnite, so you, know, you can take that with a grain of salt or take that as a bias. But Epic, like again, Epic just wants their money. Like, hey, I Matt, want eight. Matt eight, is nine, a leading investor bucks. in Epic Games. Oh, yeah, really. But it's like they just want their eight, nine, ten, whatever it is, dollars. And yeah, they have a rotating shop. And yeah, like you know, you you could consider that scummy and maybe predatory in some way. And sure, you know, you could poke holes in their strategy. But well, in terms they, of their, they bat- sell stuff I want. But they well they sell stuff that you, that you want, but it, but the battle pass has like good rewards, has licensed skins. It's not hard to to finish it. It's inexpensive, 
and you, you buy one season and you complete and you don't even complete that season. You get a certain distance into it. You get the next battle pass free if you haven't spent those V bucks. Yeah. So I don't know. It. I feel like Blizzard just sees an opportunity for money and they're like, well, we might as well min max this to shit. And I think this might bite them in the ass. Well, we might be reaching a, uh, a precipice of of Battle Pass games. I sent that article, uh, Matt, you know, kind of talking about every game they play is now a Battle Pass game. And it doesn't leave much time open for single player games that a person might enjoy to, to play as well. And you get that FOMO going when you miss out on a uh, season or something, right? Because those skins and, and items never come back in Fortnite's case, I guess, you know. You never see those skins again, and you just feel this 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 horrible need to keep playing it just to make sure you're not left behind. Yeah, I remember whenever I was playing a game that had a subscription cost, like World of Warcraft, if I ever wasn't playing it, I would feel guilty for having wasted the money right. on that subscription because I wasn't actively playing the game. And yep. that's such an awful way to play games. Like, they're supposed to be fun. <laughs> and, like, not to say that everyone is going to um, feel that same way. But it's a it's a real possibility. But this this writer said it changed their relationship with these games. Mm-hmm. You used to sit down and play a game for fun, and now it felt like you're performing That's a sure. job. And it's just not it's not it doesn't feel good at all. Yeah. It these battle passes work great if you really enjoy the game you're playing. Yeah, and they don't work great if you don't. And 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 I mean really enjoy it. I've been playing Apex off and on for years. I enjoy mm-hmm. Apex clearly for that reason, uh, but I I do not participate in the battle pass short of the free tiers that I get passively by playing. Right. I don't look at the challenges. I don't I don't give a fuck. I don't care what my skins are. I don't care. <laughs> yeah. And and it's like a much better way to play. At least in my opinion, it's a much better way to play Apex. And I just don't care. I play Fortnite enough passively that the battle pass ranks and that doesn't really bother me. Sure, if mm-hmm. I'm if I'm in there, I might min max a bit. But if I'm if I don't play tonight. And I didn't play yesterday and I don't play this week. It's not going to kill me. It's not going to mm-hmm. ruin my whole battle pass. But having the obligation, uh, y- you know what it is? Actually, the, the, I think the game that broke me was uh, was uh, Pokemon Go. <laughs> yeah. Driving around a city, trying to do raids <laughs> for limited time Pokemon. Thank God. What, you have to pay to participate in more than one a day unless you grind for coins. And then it's a percent chance of getting it. And it's like you're ripping around a city, you're paying for gas, you're doing you're like you're joining in these raids with random people. You may or may not beat the raid. And if you beat the raid, then there's a percent chance of you getting the stupid Pokemon. And it's, it is a percent chance. So you could do like eight raids in a row, not get it. And it's like, well, shit, I got to go do another one. It, it's it gets really cumbersome really fast. And I remember just one day I was like, I can't I can't do this anymore. And I just stopped. And I think and that's really the end of my battle passes for the most part, again, other than Fortnite is it's just, it's, I don't consider it. I don't necessarily consider it predatory. I don't know if that's the right word because if you're playing the game actively and you're avidly in it, then getting the battle pass done is very easy in most games or getting the Pokemon of course is easy. Because you're just walking around each day and you have, you know, 30, it, that Pokemon's available for 30 days. So you have 30 tries if you try it thir- once a day, stuff like that. So, like, the chances of you getting it is easy. 
So I'm not necessarily considering it predatory, but I do agree that it's annoying. It's like a job. It's like, oh, fuck, like Mewtwo came out. Like I was watching the Pokemon Go Twitter for that shit <laughs> and like waiting for them to announce something and then like immediately texting Adrano being like, OK, we got to schedule a couple of days. We got to hit up this thing. We got to do it early in the event or else we're going to have trouble finding people. And like I would navigate and find us raids and Adriano would drive. And that was fun. Like, don't get me wrong. But when it becomes a thing we have to do, it becomes a problem. Gaming should never be a chore. Mm-hmm. Like, yes. it's just, it's supposed to be the opposite of that, you know? <laughs> so, yeah. like, once it becomes stressful, it's like, why am I doing this? Yeah. It's supposed to be for fun, for relaxation. And it's just a constant source of stress right now. Well, I remember you, I remember you, Ryan, you, you, you stopped playing Pokemon Go for a while. And, and we, but when you, when you quit, we were still in the phase of we'd go down. There's a big park. There was a big park near us called Bayfront Park. We'd go down there. It's a huge park. Tons of Pokemon stops. Tons of people playing the game. There's water there, obviously. So you get some magic carps going and stuff like that. So it's a good place to play. Get a lot of steps in. And we used to play there. And then I remember you came back after some update or something to the game and raids were just new. And we just got to Bayfront to meet Adriano. And Adriano was like, hey, uh, there's a raid uptown. Let's go. And you were like, what do you mean? Like, where are we going? And it's like back in the back in the cars, like back yeah. in the cars. We got to go. We got to go up, up the escarpment and and like do this raid. And it's just it's just like, what are what are we doing? <laughs> yeah. So All I, right. I, I, I don't know how are you going to do this battle pass every time, Ryan? Like if, it, if it's grindy as hell, are you well, just going to do it? So I bought the watch point pack, which gives you the first season. And then gives you enough currency to buy the next two seasons. But you can use that currency to buy skins outright. So whether I, I you know, I, I find I see a skin I really want and break, <laughs> you know. But I think I think it's one of those things though where I'm not I'm not doing the current Fallout um season because no one else is really playing. And so I think if, you know, if Marty and Adriano or even you and Aaron, um, who I think might join us for a bit, if you guys all drop off of Overwatch, then yeah, I'll probably stop too. I mean, you can never count me as being there for Overwatch. I literally show up, <laughs> yeah. play like five, six rounds, and I'm like, all right, and then I disappear for like eight months. Yeah, but as long as I have someone to play regularly with, I'll probably keep getting the battle pass. But once that starts to fall apart, I won't get it. And you're going to miss characters then. I know, but I think I've come to terms with that because I'm not getting the... Uh, I stopped buying the COD Mobile battle passes. I stopped buying the Diablo one. And now I'm not doing the follow one. So let me I'm ask you free. this as a, as a final question free. for Overwatch 2. What, do you think it's an upgrade? Uh, I played it a bunch today. I had a blast. So I don't mean I, the gameplay. Uh, I'm talking the game because the gameplay <laughs> is largely the same as that first game. Yeah. Do you think that Overwatch 2 is and was a needed and a worthy, let's say, upgrade? I don't think it deserves the name two. Right. I agree with that. But I think I think it did need this refresh. The game was like, what, five or six years old? The refresh is I'm not nothing against the refresh Two, I think is extensive. I think that I think the battle pass is downgrade. Again, it's, it's one of those things where I like it if I'm playing the game actively. I like the Fortnite battle pass because we play that almost every night. Right. If If Overwatch is the same, I'll be fine with it. As soon as you start to like fall off and you start missing stuff, then it becomes that, you know, the grind. Right. Well, I played not that I was looking at challenges, so I don't know how much they help, but I played for two hours, two and a half hours. I'm already maybe I think two probably. I think I'm level two. 
Yeah, you don't level up very much, no. <laughs> that's not good. Like, that's not good. And I've not really heard of someone rebalancing a battle pass either. Hmm. That's interesting. I think, I feel like they Fortnite may, They may has... have done it. They may have done it, but I don't, I've not heard a story on it or anything, you know? No. Probably. Well, I assume that, you know, the battle pass as it, as it is in Fortnite currently is probably not exactly the same yeah, as, uh, as it was, right. you know, then as it is now. Um, they probably tweaked it, but just, you know, quietly, of course, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's probably not announced, right? Well, there was a big, there was a big change. Remember when Fortnite was early access and then it went over to Fortnite 1.0 or Fortnite 2.0 or whatever it was. Yeah. We went from, we used to play dailies and weeklies for stars. And then those stars would level your battle pass up if, if I remember correctly. Mm-hmm. But now we go for XP, mm-hmm. which gives us like levels and which gives us stars. And then we use those stars to buy items in the battle pass. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think Overwatch is okay right now from what I played. I think I I think I enjoy it. I think I needed this refresh, but the two I think is probably more of a marketing thing. You know, you have a bigger launch when you can say Overwatch 2 rather than Overwatch, you know, update 1.5. Marty was saying that he thought it was for people that had dropped off. You guys played mm-hmm. it quite late. A bunch of other people obviously had dropped off. The game had become stale with updates, that type of thing. Yeah. So, like, obviously, a bunch of people are going to leave. Old game, not love, not updated. They're out of here. So, if they haven't played in a year or two years, maybe three years, is this is this update for them? Where they're going to show oh, up and see a whole bunch of changes? Potentially, yeah. Yeah. Time will tell. All right. Um, we're going to move on to what we're playing. Tim, what are you playing? Uh this whole week, honestly, just uh just Cyberpunk. It was uh okay. it was a really good week. It was a blast. The game is a lot of fun. Uh I guess I reached the point of no return in the main story, which is where people were telling me Ooh. that it was uh it's it's like other games where they say basically like a message pops up and says this is the beginning of the final mission. Uh so do what you need to do now. And you'll be able to like go back to it later, but you won't be able to do other things while you're doing uh, yeah. the final mission. Um, and I guess there's no post game. It just uh, just takes you back to your like last save before you start the last mission. So that was kind of disappointing right. to to find out. But um, I was like, okay, well, I got lots of stuff on the map. I still need to go do. So I uh, I went back to um, finish off the gigs that I missed and the uh, the side. Uh, the side jobs and, and all that stuff. So I've probably got about maybe like 10 more side jobs to do and then a handful of gigs. And then that's, that's pretty much it. So I've, I've gotten some good, uh, some good progress. Nice. Um, but yeah, I've just been really enjoying going around, uh, doing the different interactions with the different characters, leveling up, unlocking new abilities. I went full strength, punchy, punchy, um, build. Yeah, no, it's fun. Bunch and of it's, a sh- out. it's a shame too because apparently with the update that's coming out, the next update that's coming out, the one point seven, allegedly they're adding more functionality for hand to hand, like they're adding uh, like different combos and things and stuff. So it's a shame that once I'm done this playthrough, like the one point seven update is going to come out, and then I'm not going to want to do a melee <laughs> build again. I'm going to want to do like guns and stuff. So, right, uh, but it may not happen. So we'll see. But. uh <laughs> I really enjoy the way that they sort of incentivize different builds in Cyberpunk, but I was surprised to have gotten to the end of it already. I really thought the main mm-hmm. story was going to be longer. But um I yeah. did hear the main story was pretty short. 
And that's not and that's not bad, right? I don't mind a short no. main story no. if, if the uh, if the performances are good, if the characters are interesting enough, if the uh, story and, hooks are engaging, and it's it's been pretty good, honestly. So, and with all the like the side quests, it's like people can make the game as long as they want, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and I kind of prefer that, right? It's a good point. Like you can just do the main story if you want, or if you want to spend hours and hours, you can do the uh, you can do as much side stuff as you want, and um, the how long to beat time for the main story of cyberpunk is 23 and a half hours. And I'm pretty yep. sure I got through it faster than that. But with <laughs> wow. doing all the side stuff, my save files at about 40 hours. Has that been changed much by the updates? Have they done anything to the campaign short of bug fixes? I wouldn't know. I would say, I would think no. I think the story and stuff was fine, right? It was just the bugs. I've never, I've never tried it. I'm just curious. And then they added the DLC, right? Yeah, that was that. That's the reason why most people are jumping in right now, right? Yeah, yeah. I think the um. I, well, I mean, the DLC hasn't come out yet. Uh, oh, I thought it was that with that last update. No, there was a one point six update, but then Edge Runners is. Oh wait, Edge Runners isn't DLC. Edge Runners, I think, was just the update, which came out because of the show. Oh, they just called uh, it the Edge Runners like update. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um. I think I, I'm pretty sure I might have to double check that, but I'm pretty sure that the edge runners update is, is 1.6 because they added the content in the game. Like there are some things there is a, there is a Netflix series tie in where you go down this one alleyway and there's like a, there's a brain dance headset in a trash can and you pick it up and put it on. And then it just plays the intro to the first episode from the anime. It plays the first like two minutes or whatever oh, okay. of the, of the show, which Kayla and I did watch all of as well last week. And uh, it was fairly good. The, uh, the animation was really, really well done. Studio Trigger is well known for their work on anime. Mm-hmm. Um, it's very impressive, if kind of unnecessarily overly gory, but it, that's a that's a particular vibe. Mm-hmm. So, um, but yeah, overall, I, I don't really have many complaints from Cyberpunk. I haven't had any game breaking glitches. There have been a number of glitches for sure. It's still not perfect, but uh a game that big and complex, like it's like Red Dead Redemption, you know, there's just so many things going on at once. That it's yeah. no wonder that AI screws up all the time or like cars will pop in and out of existence. Like, uh, but a lot of the major stuff that people who have like, you know, commented on, uh, while I've been playing through have said, oh, yeah, I had this like major issue during this race where um, I would like get way ahead in the race and then I would turn my camera around and look behind me and then suddenly the cars would like spawn behind me. So it wasn't even like hiding the fact that the cars in the race were rubber banding. Mm-hmm. Um, and like that didn't happen to me. So like and there were a lot of there were a lot of uh, situations like that where somebody would say, oh, yeah, this used to be like a major issue. And then it just like didn't happen to me. So. It was uh, it was it's good, though, like I, I would say pretty well, I'm like 95 percent done with the game uh, overall hey. and and like pleased with it. It's uh, I enjoyed it way more than I thought I would. Enough enough to buy the actual DLC when it comes out. Yeah, I'll, I'll definitely get what's what's it called? Like something Liberty. I can't remember what the DLC is going to be called. Liberty um, City. Liberty City Stories. <laughs> yeah. Just GTA Four inside the game, Tony. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Uh, it'll be it'll be good though. I'm looking forward to it. Cool, Matt. What are you playing? Uh, well, I just completed Prototype Two, actually. Uh. Completed that. I did all the side stuff short of the the challenges, the time trials, because they don't have any trophies or anything associated with them. 
I uh, went through, did all the collectibles, got all that. So my guy is like immensely powerful, which is absolutely ridiculous. I remember I was getting speed upgrades and like I just my last speed upgrade was something like you're just four times as fast. It's like, what's what's going on here? Like I was Jeez. two times as fast than another another like 100 percent at one point, And now I'm just now I can get up to speed four times faster. Like, what the fuck am I playing here? Um, still some levels to go. So your character does level up as well. And there's a really simple sort of not a skill tree, but a attributes tree where it's like, do you want more health? Do you want more shape shifting? You want more mass? Like what do you want? Uh, so there's a, I think I want to say there's two or three more levels left in there, but I'm not hundred percent, but, um, I decided to go, like I said, grab all the, um, all the collectibles and I was really close to getting all the trophies. So I did all the trophies I could. And the last trophy I need to get the eventual platinum is I need to, beat the game on hard, which isn't necessarily a problem because I'd have to restart the game, but I did that on new game plus with my character and I don't need to do any of the side stuff. And I think I'm like 25% of the way through in one sitting and I was like playing for an hour and a half or something. So I might, I'm going to keep it on my console and I'm going to try to get the platinum. I think on this game, um, the ending was stupidly lame. The guy was yelling just the stupidest comments being hyper aggressive. It was super gory. Classic prototype at this point for me. Uh, I, I love that game. That game is really good. If uh, anyone ever wants to go back to the year that it came out, I don't know, 2008 or nine or whatever it was, and wants to play like a, just a hyper violent game from that era, I think Prototype 2 is it. Um, but, you know, I, I really enjoyed Prototype 2. Um, so I'm going through that on hard. And then I picked up... Uh, Aaron had alerted us to Saints Row 2 or the new Saints Row was on sale for like 20 bucks off and he wanted to try some co-op. So I picked it up on sale like an hour before the sale ended and I've seen the reviews like it's not great, which is why I waited for a sale, but it just looks like a goofy time with like, you know, some weird glitches and stuff. And that's exactly what it is. Like Aaron and I jumped on for an hour or so last night and we were doing some like missions and there's absolutely ridiculous things happening. Like the AI driving off the road, hitting a fire hydrant, the water blowing out of the fire hydrant, which is nothing new, but the, but the water is actually has physics. So it blows their cars up in the air. I like was driving a police car and I flew in the air because of, because an NPC, I believe hit a fire hydrant and I flew right up in the air and landed on someone else's car and that detonated. So it's just, you know, crazy, whatever fun. Um, the story is horrible and the characters are bad and the writing is really bad. I'm going to say the writing makes no fucking sense. The writing is like, we're against capitalism and like, you know, we're super like we're millennial, blah, blah, blah. Well, we need to make rent. I guess we're not a joke going to steal a bunch of cars and then hold someone up and hold someone up in a robbery. And we're okay with killing people. It's like, what? Yeah, that's like no fucking sense. Pretty much the biggest complaint I saw about it, too, is that it's like they in the old games, they weren't afraid to acknowledge that they were the bad guys. But in this one, it's they're like, oh, we're just quirky millennials that are trying to make red. Yeah, like it, it, they constantly they constantly mention it like they're constantly like, oh, we need to make rent. Like, oh, that looks like like this is too much like capital society or capitalistic society, blah, blah, blah. And then like a couple seconds later, they're like cocking back a Beretta and they're like, let's go rob people for money. It's like, hey, wait, what? But while pretending to be the quirky good guys, like it doesn't they they don't want to appear like the bad guys like they won't. 
Yeah. Like it doesn't even come across their mind that they might be doing like illegal shit. You know, it's just like, haha, chaos, funny times to make money. Yeah. It's like, as if oh, like well. every person in that world is just like canonically someone who lives in the GTA online universe. And it's just like, oh, yeah. that's just how people live life. And it's like, no, you're, you're literally murderers. You're criminals. And you're refusing to acknowledge that. It's just, it's such weird writing. It, what I, what I got the impression was they wanted to write those characters, but they couldn't make a game around that because I don't know what the game would be. So then they were just like, we'll make Saints Row, but then we're going to write these characters. It was almost like there was a disjointing there where they, they didn't consult the, I'm sure they did, but it's almost like they didn't consult the gameplay department or something. And they're just like, well, we want these characters to be good guys. So we're just going to make them good guys. And then in the in engine, like in the actual gameplay time, We'll just have them running around killing. It's like, hang on. What's going on here? Uh, one thing that's really fucked up, though, is I, I, I did the boss factory months ago when it came out. And so I'm playing as me. <laughs> and it's really fucking weird. Like, oh, yeah. Yep. I noticed like sometimes the AI will have like a same mannerism as me. And it looks like me. Like I made me. And, that, and so it's just <laughs> like, oh, this is fucking weird. I even like went and made sure to not dress up too fancy. So I got like a $5 shirt and like some $8 shorts on with some red shoes. And I just like walk around in my, uh, I just walk around wearing that with some sunglasses on. It's, it's fucking great. I really like, uh, I have a picture actually, which I sent to the PlayStation party. I don't know if you saw it, Tim, but Aaron and I met up and Aaron looks like Aaron and I look like me. And it's the first time we met up in game. And I'm like, wait, is that Aaron? And I could just recognize him because it's actually him. And we're so Metas, metaverse be damned. We're all, we're all, be, we're all going to the Saints Row universe. I've not seen the- Aaron yet, though, but that's, uh, sounds good. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, it's, uh, it, I mean, the game's okay. Like, it, I, I bought it for just some co op fun here and there. That's exactly what I'm going to get out of it. It's pretty, it's pretty shallow. I mean, the mechanics are okay. There's some leveling up stuff, but, um, you get to choose some perks and you get to like buy perk slots and choose some perks. And I forget exactly how you unlock them now. I'm still new to these mechanics, but that's the one thing you can customize as you level up. You do get skills, but they're in a linear tract. So it'll be like, Hey, you get this at level 10, get this at level 11, this at level 12, etc. Some of them are passive things like, Hey, you got more health. Other things are, there's like a special takedown or a special ability. So I have this one ability where I drop a grenade down someone's pants and then I throw them as the explosive. Um, right. There's also like, you can't heal in the game passively as far as I know, or at least I can't yet where it's not like COD where I get shot, take cover and I heal up. Or if I do, I don't heal fully. So you work up. I'm going to say it's a rage meter. That's not what it is, but you can do like a takedown on somebody. And so like my guy pulls out knives and like stabs them, whatever does this little cutscene thing. And then I, that's how you get health back. So it's okay. Like the combat's the combat's Okay. The AI seems to be not good, uh, if I'm being honest. But all in all, it feels like a Saints Row game that is afraid of being Saints Row or something. I don't know. It feels really weird. It feels like they took they took Saints Row and they're like, let's just dilute this a bit and then dump 30% of it out. And then here's your here's Saints Row. It's it's a really it's a really bizarre. I don't think I would have known it was Saints Row if it, the game's title wasn't that. Like, if it, the game was just presented to me in gameplay, I would have been like, oh, what is this? Some of the stuff I might have been like, hey, that's kind of like the old Saints Row. But 
it's uh it's an interesting it's an interesting title. If you're there for the co-op and you're there for the quirkiness and the weird glitches and stuff, then it's good. But if you're there for some serious experience or you like the old games, I would say just go play the old games. But uh other than that, I think I think that's largely been my week. I've been helping a friend go through Outriders, just did a brief session with him, just helping him through the helping him get to uh max level so that you can hopefully help us do the raid. Uh, Ryan and uh, Alex and I do the raid eventually just because we need more people to get through it in a timely manner and possibly even get through it. We haven't even tried it at length, so it might get really freaking hard later. So we're going to basically I'm, I'm helping another recruit so we could try to get there. And that that has been my week. Uh, as for myself, I finished The Last of Us Part 1, the remake. The remake, correct? The cash uh, of us, Ryan. Nope. I will. <laughs> I'm probably gonna go on to the DLC, which was uh, Left Behind. Um, and then, uh, oh, you know what game I started was um, Titanfall Two. Oh, I've been meaning to get around to that. I have. I have never campaign. heard anything bad about this campaign. Yeah, and I've only and heard it's really good. I've even heard people say it's the best shooter campaign ever. Holy. Um, hmm. And playing through it, I, I don't know if it's the best campaign ever, but it's pretty damn good. The gunplay feels amazing. There's some cool uh, set pieces and abilities in that game. I'm, uh, it's, I'm having a blast. Yeah, it's been great. That's awesome. No, I yeah, I've only ever heard good things. So I, uh, it just reminded me that I need to put that on the list to play soon. Yeah. Um. Other than that, Overwatch 2, which I enjoyed as well. Overwatch 2 Once Q? I, once I finally got in, it's currently down for maintenance again. Uh, hopefully, they're putting in some more fixes. Uh, I do feel bad for the team, though. You know, the day they launch, they're probably excited, and then all hell breaks loose. They got DDoS attacked twice, apparently. Yeah. Uh, which is never fair. That's that's no good. Um, I also hear that's very cheap to, and easy to set up. So it's like anyone can just like buy some components and, and do it, um, which really sucks. So, uh but yeah, I've been enjoying that, and that's about it, I think, for me. Mobile games are taking a backseat since I finally rid myself of, of a lot of them. <laughs> You've been doing the Fortnite, man. Oh, and yeah, Fortnite's always a staple. Yeah. Winning it's Fortnite now, like crazy, you said. I wouldn't say that. I often and say and it's I the worst game ever made. <laughs> I, I have not been winning Fortnite like crazy. No. Have you ever? Uh, Yes. Wait, you you at one point in time you won Fortnite like crazy? <laughs> no, no, I should say I uh, I have I have won in Fortnite in the past. Yeah, but, uh, there was a very brief period of of time in my life when I played Fortnite and we did okay. Matt, guess what Tim's middle name is? It's Fortnite. It's you didn't it, let him guess. It's Fort. Uh, yeah, I will say like I was just about to say, is it Fortnite? And he just it's already Fortnite. said it. It's Fortnite. Yeah. <laughs> You should have started to say, is it for, and then I goes, it's, it's Fortnite. It's Fortnite, yeah. <laughs> All right, hang on, run it back and do it again. Action. Uh, What's my line? <laughs> Wait, what? Line. So we went back in time and that made you forget your line? Line, please. All right. Never that's mind. enough of that. <laughs> uh, Tim, where yeah. can people watch you play some cool games? Some cyberpunk? Yes, as mentioned. In case you didn't get the, the very obvious hints, uh, I live stream when I play games during the week. 
Mondays to Fridays on twitch.tv slash the sidetrack where we're always getting distracted. Uh, pop on by. And I'd actually be really interested to know if you listen to the podcast and you pop into the stream because of the podcast, uh, that would be really neat. So let that me know if that's be a very rare occurrence. Yeah, no, it would be, it'd be interesting though. It's always fun to know where, where people like come to your stuff from, right? Like, oh, yeah, I've had people, sure. I've had people show up in my chat that like are like, oh, hey, like, you know, this person, right? And I haven't talked to that person in like three years. And I'm yeah. just like, yeah. And they're like, oh, yeah. Like, I was talking to them recently. And then they like mentioned that you had streamed together in the past. And I'm like, I forgot that person was even alive. Like, how? <laughs> this is such a weird, like, this is such a weird way for, to, for somebody to find my stream, but I'm cool with it. Um, yeah. And then sometimes, speaking of streaming, we, we do so on, uh, on Wednesday nights as well. Where is uh, that, right? Twitch.tv slash day one patch media. And, uh, we're doing the, um, the game I can't remember the name of. State of the K two baby. Did this happen baby. last week? I think this happened. It did. Yeah, you forgot it last week too. Come oh, on, this Ryan. week it's, it's this this week it's COVID brain. So, and then that was like we played this game for like hundreds of hours. And yeah, we had. You, yeah, you also told us right before we started streaming that you had no idea how to play the game and you just followed us around. Yeah, I don't know how to play that game. Played it for hundreds of hours. Now we're reenacting something. What the fuck's going on here? I hop. I hop in the passenger seat. I show up at a location, I shoot zombies, and then I leave with you guys. Man, holy Christ, I was hacking up a lung. So when I was when we played last, so like I thank fuck for the the soft or the little hardware mute button on this this mic. <laughs> so like I I kept hopping in the freaking uh the freaking passenger seat when you guys were driving around and I was just hacking up a damn lung, getting mm. ready and then you'd be like, "Matt." It's like, "Oh god, you like quickly quickly unmute." And be like, "Hello." <laughs> what a fucking it's mess. Pretty gross. Pretty gross, yeah. All right, we'll see you guys next week. Peace. Peace.